Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Good afternoon and welcome to the afternoon update on Money FM 89.3 this Friday. I'm Rachel Kelly and it's great to be back with you. I'm joined in the studio, of course, by Hong Bin Jong. Hello. <laughs> and uh, we're going to be joined in just a bit by Adrian Chu, who's CEO and founder of Career Agility. He is our resident career strategist, and he is going to tell us what you need to know when it comes to rewriting your CV, especially if you're looking to start the new year with a new job. You know, often people ask, how long does your CV need to be, right? One page, two page, a little bit longer. What words do you need to include? What words should you take out? How should you cater your CV depending on the industry that you're looking to enter? What if you're looking to do a career shift? So let's welcome Adrian to the show. Hello. Good afternoon, Rachel. And hi, Hongwei. How are you? Hi. Hi, Adrian. It's been a while. Have you been keeping well? <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been keeping well. I've been keeping busy with the launch of our book and everything. But, you know, uh, today's topic on CV is really exciting because it's all uh, about questions, questions, questions. And I'm here to help all our listeners. What are the main challenges for people or main concerns that they have when it comes to taking a look at their, their CV? What are some of the key issues that they need to know about? Well, from our experience as uh, career strategists, whenever it comes to CVs, one of the things that our clients uh, usually struggle with is what do we put into the CV itself? You know, is it relevant? Is it, uh, is it should I be putting it? And uh, how do I phrase it? So a lot of uh, people that we've seen and a lot of CVs we've uh, done, we've, we've looked at, they tend to put, people tend to put everything in it and it ends up being a very thick document which won't work. So you have to be selective. You need to know what to put in and you need to know what to take out. So not story of your whole life, just the salient bits. Okay, and when you say not story of your whole life, but just the salient bits, what is important there? What should you include? Uh, well, it depends a lot on the job you're applying for. And mm -hmm. what we always say is that uh, you should customize every CV for every job and every role that you apply for. Uh, you should not send a cookie cutter standard CV to every job. Uh, different mm -hmm. jobs have different requirements. So it, the trick is in tailoring your CV to match the role, uh, to match the audience. Okay, so can you give us an example then? Because often they say you've got to match your CV to match the role. Does that mean that you should perhaps use terminology from the job role posting in your CV? Or, you know, how do you strike a balance? How much should you include from that posting um, without making it too obvious that you are perhaps trying to overly cater to that particular job? Well, we don't recommend cutting and pasting the entire job description into your CV. But mm -hmm. if you are, for instance, if you're in finance and if the role okay. requires a finance leader who has experience in, say, uh, mergers and acquisitions, uh, the last thing you want to talk about uh, in your, on your CV especially is about how you've done operations, how you've done payroll and everything. No, focus and tailor your CV to what's needed, which is mergers and acquisitions. Give very good examples, recent examples, uh, include interesting data in there, uh, interesting points, and most importantly, your role and responsibilities in that particular M&A. So that's what we mean when we say tailor your CV to the job itself you're applying. Anything else is just uh, corollary and extra. Just make sure it's focused. No, the traditional CV format, you've got perhaps a picture. Do we need a picture? 
Have you sold? I <laughs> that's a great question. I generally re- do not recommend having a picture there because if mm-hmm. they want to have a picture, your picture should be ready on LinkedIn. So mm. uh, a picture there, unless unless you unless it's a modeling job which you're applying for, you do need to have a picture in there. Most of the time, mm. we actually recommend no, probably not. <laughs> Okay, okay. So you've got your photo, you've got a brief summary about yourself. Do you need mm-hmm. to include your obviously your contact number, your email, your nationality, um, then a bit of a summary, and the summary would include, you know, a brief summary of yourself, your history, maybe some hobbies, your career background. Mm-hmm. So then do you list it? And how much detail do you need to go into into each of the positions perhaps that you've held in the past? Is it just a few bullet points? Uh, or perhaps a paragraph? I think it all depends on how many years you've worked. Uh, whatever it is, you mm-hmm. have to keep the document within two and a half, maximum three pages. Okay. So uh, if, if you had like many jobs, then you probably need to keep it short and succinct on each point. Mm-hmm. Uh, bullet points work just as well. One thing I always am very tickled about is uh, when people put dump their entire job description into the role, into the CV itself, which I think it's counterproductive because if it's a finance manager role, right, and uh, the person who's going to read it, read your CV is a finance director who's a hiring manager, it's no point putting the JD in there because she already knows what your job title finance manager does. So I would mm-hmm. recommend that you put in only the, only the relevant pieces of information in. And I would rather spend more time talking about the achievements. Uh, what have okay. I done? What have I implemented? And when it comes to achievements, let's talk about educational achievements. How far back do you need to go? <laughs> you, you'd be surprised, no, Rachel. I've seen uh, mm. CVs with uh, primary school results, uh, transcripts yeah, all included. It's, I know. <laughs> it's terrible, but it's not quite necessary. I think okay. uh, your, your basic degree, uh, starting from there, should be good enough. But what a lot of employers want to see is not just the degree itself, but uh, which could have happened like 15, 20 years ago. But what have mm-hmm. you done in the interim? Whether you've taken up any courses, whether you've been on a self-improvement uh, a journey. And more importantly, you know, uh, have you taken up courses lately that are relevant to the job, once again, that you mm-hmm. are applying for? Okay, so we've got a listener who's sent us a message just to say thank you. Well, I hope, uh, Kamarul, you're enjoying the interview. Thanks for joining us again today. Uh, Adrian, we touched on uh, language that's used in, in our CV and taking language from the job description to perhaps illustrate that you are a suitable candidate. But what other kinds of language should we use? You know, often I read articles that say that you shouldn't be passive, you should be assertive and show that you've been proactive in your past positions. You know, uh, terms like I've, I achieved this or I was responsible for that. Is that true? I mean, what do you think works? It depends, once again. It, for me, I think uh, using active verbs helps. but mm-hmm. uh, all, And all those fancy words uh, do help as well, okay, okay. to a certain extent. But what I think is uh, important, especially do, during in the CV itself and during the interview, is not to use the word we rather than I. Because the CV is about you. And I know even though mm-hmm. it's a team effort, you know, that inclination to my team did this, my team did that, but I'm not hiring your team, I'm hiring you. So keep the examples focused on what you did in particular, what were the results and how you achieved them. One thing we always want to tell our clients and all our listeners and viewers here today is um, your CV, the, the, the object of your CV is not to get you hired. Okay? Mm-hmm. No one hires off Isn't a CV. It? No. <laughs> the objective of the CV is to get, you in, get them interested enough to interview you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a one step in itself. So it's not just to get you hired per se. You know what I mean? 
It's so, to get your foot in the door. It's to get your foot in the door. A lot of people forget that and that's why they jam everything in and in the hope that, oh, if I put everything in and I, they're going to fall in love with me on that piece of paper and, and then uh, I'm going to get a job. No. So keep it short, keep it sweet. And the truth is, uh, people don't, hiring managers don't really spend that much time reading CVs apart from a few salient points. So that's why you have to be short, succinct and, and not too long-winded. Otherwise, you're going to lose the plot. We're speaking with Adrian Chu, who's CEO and founder of Career Agility. We're talking about what you should and should not leave in your CV. CV, do's and don'ts if you're looking to start the new year with a new job. Adrian, on the back of that, we often read that uh, EQ is becoming more important, especially on the back of the pandemic where teams were out of touch. You needed uh, a leader or a manager who was able to connect. How does that translate to what you put in your CV? Is it relevant? Or as you mentioned, the CV is just the foot in the door. Leave the EQ to the side until you get to the interview. <laughs> well, I think it's more about achievements. Maybe if, you, if it's a very EQ-heavy uh, job, then you mm. might want to highlight achievements where you have managed the team or you've seen the, the business through a crisis. Or, right. or examples where EQ were, was required and you stepped up to the plate and uh, you better the home run so it's it's all about once again you have only so much limited space on your three page two page three page mm-hmm. document which is a cv uh, i would rather uh, i would rather keep the real estate to achievements rather than just the job descriptions and if it's a job description just limit it to the scope scale what you've done and spend a bit more time on uh, the fantastic achievements and work that you've uh, done in your previous jobs Hi, I'm Hong Bin. Adrian, I have a question for you. So beyond SCV, is a cover letter still relevant? Mm. <laughs> uh, that's a great question, Hong Bin. Uh, if you look back, uh, okay, I know I'm going to sound really old here, uh, but if you look back in the old days where CVs were mailed and posted, um, okay, mm. uh, were printed and mailed and posted, you needed a cover letter to put it on top of the CV before you lick the stamp and seal the envelope and nail it off, right? In today's context, when you are uploading a CV or if you are submitting an electronic CV, you don't really need to have a cover letter on the mm-hmm. CV itself because a lot of times the cover letter is, the email is the cover letter. Mm-hmm. So uh, you don't have to, but some, some application systems online, they do require you to put in a cover letter. Then once again, you just have one standard cover letter which you, you, which you can put in. But the bigger mm-hmm. question is, what do we write on a cover letter and how long? Yes. So what do we write yeah. on the cover letter and how long? I was, I, was, I was creating a pregnant pause there for suspense. So uh, what, what we're looking suspense. Okay. So what, what we're looking at is uh, the cover letter should just be short. Okay. Uh, because mm-hmm. uh, the, the reader only has uh, maybe 20 seconds of uh, mind space to, to read your CV. The last thing you want is to have the reader spend 15 seconds or 20 seconds on your cover letter. And, Oops, okay, no time. So I would recommend that the cover letter be short, succinct, to the point. Three reasons why they should have a look at the CV itself. Mm. So once again, if the CV's function is to get the appointment, get the interview, to appear relevant enough for them to reach out to you and get the interview, the function of the cover letter is for them to, hey, this, this person's really interesting. I want, mm. Let me open up the CV to have a look. So once again, the strategy is be relevant, be to the point, be clear. And, uh, oh, that's interesting. Let me see what the CV is like. So each, mm. each piece of, uh, the, of, of, this, of the process has a specific uh, objective. And if you understand that, 
Yeah, almost half the battle is won. So, Adrian, I've got to ask, we're talking about uh, cover letter format, CV format, and you have services now where people will help you to write your CV. We've seen video CVs. I've seen PowerPoint presentation CVs emailed in as well. I mean, what would you say to that? How important is the format is a, is a video for? I mean, obviously, if you're in broadcast, right, you want to send your show reel to what, you, or what yeah, you've done I mean, in the past. Right, yeah. But I've also seen those that are going for corporate jobs send in a video link to a video CV where they've introduced themselves. Maybe they've got like Marina Bay Sands in the background. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they make it very dramatic and impactful because they want to stand out because it can be competitive in certain industries. Does that really make a difference? I mean, A for effort, but how far is that going to get you? Yeah, that's a good that's a good point, you know, Rachel. But the, the funny thing is, if it's in the creative industry and if it's a creative mm-hmm. role that you want, to, maybe that could work. But if you're yeah. applying for an auditor role yes. or something that's like a finance, a tax, mm. a tax uh, or consultant, uh, I don't know about the effectiveness of a video. Uh, mm. But I think what's more important is actually your LinkedIn. Uh, your LinkedIn profile needs to be up to date, up to mm-hmm. up to date, and uh, very clear on what you do and what you can do as well. So. I wouldn't spend too much time on a video CV. Uh, I would rather invest more time on making sure that my LinkedIn profile is uh, square and uh, really up to date. Okay, and speaking of square and up to date, I've got so many questions for you today, Adrian. Come on, listeners, if you've got anything, text us 88550893. Otherwise, I'm going to just keep talking to, to Adrian. There's a whole laundry list of things that I want to ask you here. So another thing um, you mentioned in terms of relevant experience and keeping your LinkedIn up to date. What if you take a career break? Say you go overseas to look after a relative for a little bit, a little bit you're out of the industry for, say, one year or six months, or you start with another organization, it doesn't quite work out. You don't make it through the probation period. Maybe that's of your own choice, maybe not. Do you include that in your CV, in your LinkedIn? And if you have, you know, taken a career break, uh, is it, how important is it to mention that? Or is that something that you're going to mark, get marked down on when it comes to getting your foot in the door? Maybe people might consider that or may, may have the perception that you're a job hopper. Lots of lots of points in there, Adrian, I know. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, the, the bottom line is this. Uh, if you're on a career break, well, you're on a career break, you know, it's yeah. the, in, especially in today's uh, COVID, post-COVID situation, uh, post-COVID environment, a lot of people are on career breaks. Uh, if you've been retrenched or you've been let go, Embrace it because everyone else, uh, look, Facebook and uh, uh, Twitter just just let go like uh, half, their, half their troops. So it's quite normal, I would say. Uh, so it's not a black mark or it's not something to be ashamed of because it's happened. And if it's happened to you, uh, embrace it. Just say, look, there was a reorganization and uh, I took a career break. What's more important is not the duration of the career break, but you know if you can actually say that uh, during the career break I picked up a certification in this, I went for that course, I got my masters. Uh, if you or even if you say no, I took I took a break and I went to Myanmar to build homes for orphans. If you can justify and explain what you did during the career break, I don't think uh, hiring managers would hold it against you. So if you're if you're on a career break or if you've been on a career break, uh, put it down on your CV. It's nothing to be embarrassed about, but just be prepared to explain why it happened and what you learned from that career break. I think uh, a lot of HR managers and hiring managers are quite uh, understanding about that. So what if, um, let's say, you're a fresh grad and you don't have a lot of experiences? What do you suggest putting on your CV? 
I would say uh, it's great, you know, especially it's uh, especially there are a lot of uh, young young uh, fresh mm-hmm. grads hitting the market right now. Uh, my suggestion is to put in your whatever ECAs or CCAs that you've had, uh, your achievements that you've had in university. Uh, into the into the CV. For instance, if you work uh, uh, vacation jobs or you've interned, uh, put it in as well because it's really useful. For those of those of you who have not uh, done anything much in university, uh, just just make sure that uh, well, if you still have got a year left or a year or two left, go out and get get the experience so that you have something to write about. Uh, for me personally, for me, I I ran my own business uh, in when I was in university. I started a small wow. business, uh, and uh, I included it all into my CV, and it caught the attention of my first employer, which is a really large petrochemical company, and uh, and and it stood out. So it's not too late to create your own uh, story when you're developing your career uh, in the years ahead. So for for all of you who are still studying out there in university, start building your career story now. Mm-hmm. Adrian, we often talk on the show about timing the market, right? When it comes to stocks and, and investment matters. What about timing the career market? When is the right time to start looking or applying for a job? Obviously, we're in November now. We're coming to the end of the year. A lot of people might be going off on holidays, so it could take a little bit longer to secure a position. Is there ever a right time or a season when it comes to moving and, and sending your CV out to uh, the company that you'd hope to like to join? The good question, Rachel. The short answer to that is uh, the best time to start looking for a job is six months ago. Mm. So, uh, you know, even, even if you're not in the job search mode, you should be in a job search mode, open up to uh, opportunities in the market so that when the time comes for you to really want to look for a job, you would have a good lay of the land, uh, you would have networked, uh, you would have all your marketing materials ready so that uh, the, the time for landing a new role will be much shorter. So the short answer to that is uh, it, should be, it should have been done some time back. But if you are just starting now, uh, well, it normally takes anywhere between three to six months uh, to, to land the role that, that you want, that's the right role. So don't be too stressed out if after the fifth week and you've not landed anything and say, oh no, something's wrong. It takes time to, to get the process rolling and to land into the role that you really want. Okay, Adrian. Well, time has flown by. We've just got about a minute left. I want to ask you your top three tips when it comes to writing a CV. Okay. Uh, number one, keep it short. Keep it simple and uh, keep it relevant. Don't uh, try your best to personalize it. And of course, <clears throat> remember it's 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 a brochure. It's not the operating manual. So keep it keep it relevant. Uh, make it interesting enough for them to want to meet up with you. But don't don't anything more than three pages. Ah, uh, no, no, don't do it. <laughs> okay, Adrian. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Thank you. That's all mine. Have a great weekend ahead. Thank you, Adrian. You too. We've been speaking with Adrian Chu, CEO and founder of Career Agility, right here on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.